Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That includes Chris Canty, Super Bowl champion with the Giants in 10 minutes. Jay, you want some good news on the Giants, my man, and yes, fellow Giants news, fan? Please. Now, one thing is they could easily still win the division. The NFC, I don't believe in any of these teams, including the Eagles, including the Cowboys. Not yet. But how about this, Jay? Try this. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they continue this way. Right now, they have, currently, the number one and number three overall picks in this <sighs> draft. Obviously, they're the only team that's 0-2 with Week 2 underway. They also own the Bears' first-round pick from the Justin Fields trade, and right now, the Bears have picked third if the season ended today. By the way, that's Matt Bishop who came up with that, our director. Thank you, Matt. Long way to go, but it, it's, that, at some point, is going to be good news. Sound like a suffering Giant fan. You ain't lying. The bad news for the Giants, Kenny Galladay only had three catches for 38 yards on eight really? targets and was seen yelling in Daniel Jones' direction near the bench in the closing minutes of the game. Here is Danny Dimes downplaying the disagreement. You know, he was frustrated at the situation. I don't really think it was uh, to me uh, or anyone in particular. So I think, uh, you know, we're all good and, and love Kenny. I thought he, he played hard and, and uh, you know, did a lot of good things out there. Yeah. Coach speak from the quarterback. I've had a few of those. What is he supposed to say? I had a few of those yelling moments in my day, but it certainly was toward people, not Daddy Dive. Did your quarterback take care of you like that? But Daddy Dive says, well, you know, it wasn't toward anybody. No, it was. It was toward toward somebody. Toward who, kid? It's either the (laughs) offensive coordinator or the quarterback. It's It's toward somebody. But look, the quarterback takes care of you. Okay, he's a teammate. Man, not every. But you got to get open. Yeah. You got to get open. I'm also, but there's so many flare-ups that happen throughout the course of a game, man. Like, for me as an athlete, like, oh, I don't the care more about Q that. will come at me, I'm fine. He can't. Yeah, like, he want to win. That, I yeah. want to win, too. Yeah. Like, and I don't take that stuff personally, man. Like, you're in battle. Sometimes but things if, are said. Yeah, I don't, at, I don't care about that, though, Max. You, you watch sports enough to know you scream and you yell at people because at the end of the day, you're trying to help your team win. And if you think you give the, us or them the best chance to win, 1, you're going to do what it need, you need to do. There's no question about it. I don't but think everyone's happens, like that. I think some dudes are, and some dudes are just driven by their own personal stuff. Yeah, but I, I would argue against that or communicate against that and say <laughs> and say that Conversing it seems as though it's self, but it's not. You Because if you're drafting me and I'm playing for you and you're paying me money, but you're not utilizing me, you are going to think I'm a bum, meaning a fan. And you're going to be like, man, dude, if I'm not doing my job. The but, problem with Galladay is they targeted you eight times. Every ball wasn't over your head and every ball wasn't in the dirt. I watched you get strapped on several routes. You've got to separate. Now, I'm going to agree against that, Key. <laughs> I'm going to agree on this show against that with, with this. I think it's hard for you to understand because you had a reputation of being selfish at times and having an ego. But in fact, I got were, an ego. But Look, but but you were a te- but you were a team player. Absolutely, and you were willing to do things. Bill Parcells was on the show yesterday. The dirty work, whatever it took, yeah. you would do. But not everybody is like that. And I think it's hard for you to identify with a player who might be more like that. And the question for me about Galladay, if he's yelling at Jason Garrett's direction, I'm okay with that. It's going to happen. The reason the reason I'm covered the way I'm covered, strapped, as you say, is because X, Y, and Z. 
But if he's directing that toward Daniel Jones, because Daniel Jones, nothing wrong with what he was doing yesterday. If he's directing that toward Daniel Jones, when he's got, Galladay got, was the big free agent acquisition, and Daniel Jones was, was, was Danny Dimes yesterday, then I got a problem. Yeah. Well, he's got to get open. If he's open and he feels like he's open and he's not getting the ball, then you got to communicate with your quarterback. But he wasn't open, was he? Several times he wasn't. Now, he might have been open on other stuff that I didn't see, but a couple times he ran some routes. I'm like, man, they just paid for that. Mm. Sterling Shepard doesn't have any problem running routes. No. No, Kenny Galladay, to me, when you pay him that type of money and he's supposed to be a high-priced free agent that you bring in to be your number one guy, eight targets and three with that – no, man, some some ain't right. Well, that that that's what exactly it feels like, though, right? Like if you did get strapped up, if you don't feel like you're making the plays you should make, like that's your way of unleashing. Like that's your way of unleashing. Just, like just don't direct, don't direct it at the court. I'm not, I'm I'm not saying, saying it's no. A, you're I'm, right, though, Maxie. I'm, I'm not never, saying it's right. I never got on my quarterbacks. Time out. Always got on the coordinators. All I'm gonna say is there are a lot of times as a point guard that things shouldn't have been directed towards me. But I get that the ball's in my hands, so I'm the easiest You accept target. that as the leader. So, I, so as a yep. leader, sometimes I'm like, all right, like you just vented. Fine, go yeah, vent. You don't, you right. I get where it is and like figure that, it that's, out. That's yeah, good I'm insight. Figure it out. That's yeah. going to happen with the territory. I, whenever I yelled at the quarterback, it's because the quarterback was making an excuse, not because he wasn't trying to give me the ball. Whenever I had an issue or took issue with not getting the ball, I took issue with the coordinators because I knew the plays that was designed, the reads from one to two to three. When you put me in the third spot, he ain't getting over there to me. Why am I not in the one spot? That that's the only time yeah. that you take issue, and it mostly was with the coordinators of the head coach. That's what, but it just looked from that video yeah, like he was directing at Daniel Jones. Let's take some calls on the Giants guys before Chris Canty joins us. KC and Virginia Beach are on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Appreciate you taking the call. I've been waiting for a long time. Oh man, uh, sorry about I that. I just want to, you know, no problem, no problem. Look, I just want to bring this point up. Two points, and I'm out of here. First point is, what won the game, what lost the game last night? I'm a military guy, retired CWO4, Chief Warrant Officer in the Navy. And I used to take guys out on, thank on, you for uh, your service. on uh, cruises. Nope, thank you. Um, thank you for thanking me. I used to take them out on cruise, and I used to always tell them, if this plane breaks down in the air, the, the pilot can't pull over on the side of the road and change the tire. So I used to always tell them, focus and discipline. Those are the two things. Last night's game to me was a focus and a discipline game. The team that focused at the last second won the game. Now, we'd have been talking about something totally different today if he would have wouldn't have got off sides and hit that uh missed that first field goal. So that goes back to do you call that on the coach? Do you call it on the player? <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you call it on the ownership? It goes down to a little bit of all three. You know, the drills maybe need to be a little tight. Like like he said, I played football in high school. And, yeah, right after practice, we used to run them same drills. I mean, to the point to where we got in fights when guys didn't, didn't jump offside and we had to go back 10 or 15 yards. Even in basketball, the same thing, running sprints. When you didn't touch the line, you had to go back and do mm-hmm. it again. So that's why I want to go with that. With Heineke, uh, I watched him play ball down here in Virginia Beach because he played at ODU. We can win with him, but he can't be a gunslinger like he is. The defense has got to stop him on third down or we're going to be killed again. You know, Washington got to play football in four phases. That's special teams, offense, defense, and, uh, and punt. You, well, you, know, you, know that, you know that defense, Thanks, that defense is cool. They got a front four that could come get you on a rush. But outside of that, that defense ain't like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody keep building up their defense, building up their defense. 
Defense is okay. I thought I thought they're really good. Not last night, but they're short week. They're tired, and they got. You know what the thing is about last night too? What Justin didn't surprise Herbert me? Worked them too. Yeah, well, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert worked a lot of. Th- and but, by the way, they scored like twenty points. No, I'm not even talking about the points. Just worked them. Like yeah, he yeah, just yeah. was working them. And Danny Dimes worked them. Look, I, I get it. I get it. Or Danny I'll say, Nichols. I'll say this. I'll say that who's Danny Dimes last night on a short rest on short rest. Those are two very fast athletic quarterbacks, right? Like they were they they can do things that can throw a defense off, especially mm-hmm. on a short week. I wasn't that surprised by the fact that they played well actually. Thursday night. Why you didn't pick them then? Who the Giants? Yeah. Well, they didn't win. <laughs> no, in fact, I did did I did pick the Giants. No, you didn't. I did. I said Danny Dimes is going to play hero ball. I have to keep faith in him. I mean, it was kind of a BS pick, but, you know. A fake pick. <laughs> yeah, fake pick. Fake pick. Just so today I got my, my bases covered. Um, we have Chris Grab Candy another, coming up. Uh, in a matter. Do we have time to sneak in another call, or is Chris waiting? We can sneak in. Ah, all right. Man. Garrett in Atlanta. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Hey, good morning. It's uh, Eric. And I know, uh, Max, you don't want to be personal, but – Key, I was in your city last week, and I loved it. I know Max, you was out there for a little while, but I had a great time out in L.A. Um, just like the previous caller, I also a um, military veteran, and I understand what Thank he's you. saying. Thank you so no more that you can put that loss on solely on Lawrence as you can put the winner solely on the kicker. Uh, it's a team sport. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. No, it is a team. It's a team sport, but in the end, man, you wouldn't even be. We wouldn't even be having field goal conversations and Lawrence conversations if Darius Slate to catch the ball. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't give a damn what nobody tell me. Can I? Can I just tell you though? It, you know, having two callers on the show that have been ex-military people. You know, I obviously played for a coach that was in the military. You hear a lot of analogies from the military about how you get together as a team. The one thing the military doesn't factor in is like these guys are getting paid a lot of money. There's a lot of egos, and when you're in the military, like they do a lot of things to smash egos. And I think you're trying to see Joe Judge do that. But it's still I, like an interesting point, though. While we're waiting for Chris, can I just ask, Evan, can we do a split screen? I want Key on one side of the screen. I want the, the Darius Slayton miss on the Why? other side of the screen. Because watching you watch that miss is very entertaining. Yeah, it's ve- I, it's Key, just, like there's something as a receiver, you, it's hard for you to watch that, isn't it? Yes, because I, in my career, I, nobody would let me just run down the field like that. But it just watching you, were not watching you run. It was bad. It was, it was just coverage. not letting so me do that. He is running That's the route with him going, doing this and saying, you know, like gesticulating. Gift. <clears throat> I'm handing it to you, Max. How can you screw it up? I'm giving this to you. Hey, Max, here, hold this. And then look Danny at Dimes. This. I mean, like, come on, man. There it is. Give with the damn ball. If he goes to take your hands, give with it to the right. Take it, it's coming too fast. It got up on me. It's like, come on. It looks on. like the ball. Right, somebody ask you a question. It looks like this ball hits like the tip of his fingers. It and did. I, that's, yeah, why that's, people, that's why All people were saying do, it was Jay? overthrown. Jay. Oh, tell me, yeah, exactly. Tell give me what you have to do. with it. Just give with the ball. Give with it. That's all mm. you got to do. Pinkies, give. Not when he got to the 10-yard line, look at him tense up. Well, you got to get another shot from the back angle. I mean, the top angle. Watch when he closes the cushion. Bam. Right at the 10-yard line, he starts to tense up. So just relax. It, by the way, this is something my dad used to tell me as a kid, even having a catch in the backyard. The ball is your friend. The ball is your friend. Don't just, like, hey, don't on, bat man. it away. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. That just hurts my heart. 
he, he pan, well, I, he's he's miming as, the whole as, thing as, as, as Andre, it's happening as on the Andre Rising would say back in the day, you out there dropping Bentleys, man. What the hell wrong with you? Mm. Oh, oh, that's another way of putting oh, it. Oh, that let me tell you something. If I was on Andre's team, <laughs> that would that would land with me. You You're out dropping, there dropping a Bentley. Bentley's. That's the kind mm-hmm. of drop off in the money you're going to see based on a miss like that. We're going to bring in former Giant. Super Bowl champion Chris Canty to this conversation. Chris, welcome to the show. We're asking all morning who's to blame for the loss. Think about your answer while we hear from Coach Joe Judge on why Dexter Lawrence is not to blame for losing the game. The biggest thing for him is that's you know it's going to be a tough lesson. It's a lesson you got to learn. A lesson we all have to learn, you know, as a team that we don't repeat the mistakes one by one. We've got to see that, make sure we clean it up. These are obviously things we've talked about, coached, but obviously we have to do a better job you know, in the future going forward. But, look, I'm not going to put this on Dex. And I don't want to put this on Dex. Okay, Dex a good player. He's a strong piece of our locker room. He's a good teammate. He's fun to coach. He's productive for us as a player. I'm not going to put this on Dexter Lawrence. Okay, there's things we all have to do better as professionals. All right, but I'm not going to put this on any one player or one situation. Who's to blame, Chris Canty, co-host of Canty and Golick Jr.? Who's to blame? Well, I hear you fellas talking about the Darius Slayton drop, but let me tell you, the offense ain't to blame for last night's loss. If your team puts up 26 points, the defense has to make that stick. And so the miscues at the end of the first half and at the end of the game ultimately are what cost the Giants uh, an opportunity to win last night. As I said on Twitter, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Did the offense, Daniel Jones, the offensive line, they played their tails off. The defense... There's going to be a lot of finger-pointing when they do that film breakdown this afternoon at 1925 Giants Drive. CeCe, can you explain something for me just because, you know, never being on the D-line or being in those trenches? Really? What? Yes, really, Key. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what would draw somebody like Dexter Lawrence? That's why I'm asking you. What would draw somebody like him offsides in that situation? Like, what about the cadence would throw something like him off? Because obviously the cadence changes, right? The calls change, like – what would be your cue to know it's time to go? Well, it's usually working off of the head bob from the center, and it's more of a timing, rhythm thing. You watch film all week to try to prepare for something like that so you have a feel for it when you get there on the field. But, I mean, in that situation with Dexter Lawrence, you put that on the other team's kicker and you force him to make a big kick. It's not about blocking the kick right there. It's about you know being able to line up and don't create a situation like what we saw last night where you give the kicker from Washington a mulligan, and then he gets another opportunity and he nails it home. So that's the one thing that I would, I would use as a coaching point for Dexter Lawrence. But, I mean, I think that speaks to a bigger issue that we saw with the Giants last night on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to Mr. Simons and mental errors, unforced errors. Like, I was the one that was hearing about Joe Judge having these guys running laps during the preseason for mental errors and undisciplined penalties in practice I thought that was supposed to translate to the Giants making sure they didn't make those type of mistakes when you had situations like last night. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for them. So, I mean, you you also have to call into question the methodology from Joe Judge when it comes to making sure that he instills a level of discipline that it takes for his team to be able to win ball games like we saw yesterday. Chris, you played in the NFL, and we both played for the same head coach that I would say – instill some discipline and mental toughness and everything else into us so we didn't make those mistakes and mental errors. Did that help you as a player, the the drills, the blowing of the whistles, the five yards, the paying attention, all of the things that we had to do in training camp 
after practice, did it carry over for you on the defensive line in games? Well, T, I mean, I was more concerned with making sure I kept the job. Like, all of that stuff that coaches do, I understand it at the high school and the college ranks, at the professional ranks. If you're a player that, that keeps getting penalties, I mean, eventually you're going to find yourself out of a job. So I think that that's more the motivation to avoid making those kind of mistakes than anything else. Um, you have to be aggressive out there. Football is an aggressive game. Um, you got guys flying around out there. I, I don't like to see coaches try to coach out the aggressive part just to maintain a level of discipline. But at the same time, you can't have the mistakes that you saw from that Giants defense last night. I, I mean, the, the, the Giants offense gave you a six-point lead with less than five minutes to go, and you let Taylor Heineke on two plays march the length of the field and score a touchdown? How, how is that even possible? I mean, that, that, that shouldn't happen. I mean, but it's been an issue for the Giants early on this season. We saw it in the end of the first half in the Denver Broncos game. Teddy Bridgewater marches down. They have a scoring drive. And then you saw it last night. I mean, not one but two, resulting in ten points. Like, that, that's, that's the stuff that you got to focus on, man. This Giants defense was supposed to be the identity of this team, a top-ten group from a year ago. And in the early going, it certainly hasn't looked like that. So, I mean, while the glass is half full because of the performance that Daniel Jones and that offense has, I mean, you you got to be scratching your head wondering where that defense goes from here. Chris, you've been on a championship team with the Giants, won a Super Bowl with the yeah, Giants. Yeah. So the tenth anniversary at, this year too, Max. I, oh god, tenth anniversary this year too. That yeah, was one of the teams that's going down. One of the greatest moments of my life, just watching as a fan. I'm not lying, not as a fan, but of my life, I love. It was so good, but. I got to ask you about this giant squad, right? Last several years, more than that even, it feels like a leaky boat, as bad teams do. Well, the offensive line played better. Actually, the quarterback played well, and then the, the wideout is covered, or the, wide out, the other wideout drops the ball, or there's, an, there's a penalty. You know, there's always seems to be something when they get one little part fixed, another hole pops up, right? Starts leaking water. But that's the hallmark of a bad team to me. How do you fix that big picture? I don't know. I think it starts with stability. It starts with being able to make sure you have a general manager and a head coach that are on the same page. And with Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge, it feels like a little bit of a forced marriage. It feels like this is the decision that ownership wanted to make when it came to hiring Joe Judge. And I'm not necessarily sure that this marriage is going to work out. But I'll say this. I mean, this is the Giants' fifth straight 0-2 start. And the last four 0-2 starts that they had led to double-digit loss seasons. So it, it's I, – I, I don't know if you want to take this as an ominous sign of things to come, but this is, this is one of those things that we have to concern ourselves with because it feels like the Giants' season can get away from them here early. I mean, the, gold, the golden – the silver lining is – at this moment, they own the first and third picks in the draft. But given the way they've drafted, they'll use it on a running back and a, and a quarterback who's not great. Yeah. CC, real quick, what do you make about the whole Kenny Galladay, Daniel Jones exchange uh, in the game? I like it. I like it. I mean, that's two fiery competitors, two guys that want to win. And I think your quarterback being able to have, you know, that kind of presence and being able to get after guys, I think that sends the right message in terms of the level of urgency that this team needs to have. I mean, you're you're on the road against a division opponent in week two coming off of an embarrassing week one loss. Like, I like to see that kind of fire from my quarterback. So to see Daniel Jones having that kind of interaction 
with Kenny Galladay, I, I love it. I'm here for it. Like, I want more of that from Daniel Jones. I want more of Daniel Jones in the running game, too. I think the Giants have to realize that's their formula for success, being able to use him as a threat to run because you saw it opened up lanes for Saquon Barkley and for some of those other guys. So um, I liked everything I saw from Daniel Jones last night, including that exchange on the sideline with Kenny Galladay. Do we have time for this right now? I guess we do. Real quick, though, what, we're, what we've been asking, Chris, is if Galladay was not playing very well, was frequently not open, and they just paid him the money, if he's barking at Daniel Jones, like if he's directing that toward uh, uh, Jason Garrett, the OC, okay, you get it, stuff going on. But if he's yelling at his quarterback who's playing very well while he wasn't playing well, isn't that kind of an issue? No, I don't read too much into that, Max. Don't, don't do that. And Keyshawn will tell you, man, sometimes quarterbacks and receivers get into it on the sideline. That, that's just what it is. That, that's the part of the competitor that's in you. So I, I don't I – don't, see too much into that. Both of those guys are going to be here. I mean, Kenny Galladay just got a bag. There's no way they're getting rid of him after one year. Um, Daniel Jones, like, if he played the way that he played last night, like, the Giants are going to uh, exercise his fifth-year option this offseason. So, I, I, I see both of those guys as just trying to get on the same page. You saw that Daniel Jones was on the same page with Sterling Shepard, and he seemed to be on the same page with Darius Slayton. So, I, just, I guess he's just trying to get Kenny Galladay to fit into that mix because he understands how big of a weapon Kenny Galladay can be in that offense. Yeah, that is true. Chris Canty is fourth in inches. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. That's it, Don't jump. I I don't understand. We say D-Jo every time we get down. D-Jo, D-Jo, don't jump. It's an obvious no-brainer situation. No-brainer. Especially with a sketchy kicker. You can't let that happen in that situation. But I got to say this, Keith. I'm not saying it's just on Dexter Lawrence, but he did have a big part to play in that. It's on that entire giant defense. Yes, that is correct. the way they played at the end of half and end of game is just completely unacceptable right now. And that was Chris Canty on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Chris. Brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. And I don't care what anyone says. The game was over. He screwed it up. I like Dexter, Dexter Lawrence too, but let's let's – Say what it was. Uh, The top two MVPs from last year need a big week, too. We'll tell you who gets back on track after Jay has this from Vivid Seats. Football season's back. Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. And best of all, the safe return of live events means you can actually be there to see all the action with Vivid Seats. From seats on the 50-yard line to a bird's-eye view, to parking passes, being there is all that matters. And get this, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn rewards like free tickets. All you have to do is collect stamps, redeem, and repeat. It's that easy. So grab your tickets today and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Hey, it's Greedy, and no surprise, the Washington football team improves to 1-1 one and one with a win over the New York football giants, as I predicted, hashtag KOD. We'll look back at that game and ahead to the rest of the NFL weekend. It's Greedy, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. That was the worst This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The problem was I didn't crumple it up. I thought I'd, I thought I'd fold it up the paper so I could toss it. It was and a it horrible was like a, toss. Yeah, no, well, no, no, look. You're going to toss this from where I was. You can't well, I, toss this. I thought I had done this to it, and I was just going to at least flick it. You know what I mean? But it wound up like this. It wound up like that. It didn't go anywhere. All right. Uh, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. The reigning MVP is coming off one of the worst losses of his career, guys. I can't remember a worse one. Can you? I can't remember. And as Aaron Rodgers gets ready for Monday Night Football against the Lions, he is not ready to freak out after one game. Here's Aaron Rodgers. Look, we've won a lot of games around here. We've lost a few, but you move on. doesn't matter if you play incredible and put up 50 or you get blown out. You move on to the next, next opponent. There shouldn't be some big drastic change and alteration in the way that we do things, the way we practice, the way we prepare. If it's good enough to get you to this point, then it's good enough from this point forward. So I haven't changed any of the stuff that I've been doing. Um, obviously, you know, we got to play better, but... If we're starting to freak out after one week, we're in big trouble. That's right, Max and Jay. If you start to freak out after one week, you're in big trouble. We got this handled. Don't worry about me. I'm cool. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. But I believe him, Keith, for, what, for the reason you just said. Like, when you're watching Darius Slayton run after that ball, you're like, look at him, man. He's, he's not going to make that catch. You can see in the body language. When Aaron Rodgers says what he says, you believe him. He sounds like been he there, needs done it. That. Yeah. Been there, not necessarily the the not going to make the playoffs, relax, all that, but I've been there where I've lost games and I didn't play up to my expectations and I know what I did wrong and I know how to fix it. So I'm chill. I know what this is. I know what happened. I don't need people out in the universe trying to dissect my game is what he's saying to us right now. And that makes sense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has lost a lot of games. This game, this game though, versus Saints, he got embarrassed. Like I hear what everybody's saying, okay? Like that was, that was a blitzing. I was we we're walking away talking about Jameis Winston being in the MVP conversation after one game. You know that performance, and it's not like he threw for a ton of yardage in that game. Like that's the biggest drastic difference between the two in that ball game. Yeah, but like I said in our rejoin, there is I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a repeat offender on a consistent basis. What about the defense, though? Because both sides think, of the I ball, they got torched. I don't think that the defense is going to be repeat offenders. So what happened, Key? Like, the season starts. It's one thing if Aaron Rodgers, only seven padded practices and all that, but the defense gave up 35 points, whatever it was. Yeah, but it, it just – that was just it that day. Whatever, for whatever reason, te- teams sometimes and players sometimes get – stuck in the mud. What that means is they don't get moving. They just it they're neutral. They can't get going. It's they're playing in Jacksonville. It really isn't New Orleans. Even though it's a New Orleans home game, it's at a different stadium. They're like it's a fog. 
And then once it starts to unravel, it's like we're never going to get back in the game again. It's over. It's 28 nothing or whatever the score was. And so now you're sitting there, you're like, all right, well, it's a wrap. Let's just move on because we got 16 more games. Jay, you look skeptical. I just, it just sounds like a – and I hear what Key's saying. It just sounds like a lot of excuses to me. And I get that sometimes you, you get blitz, things happen, right? It just, it just felt like they um, – there wasn't a fight. And I'm not saying there can't be fight moving forward, obviously, because this team team has got to the NFC Championship multiple years in a row. Like, I, I get it. I, I, I know you don't think, and I, I know you don't think this is a bad football team. No, I didn't say that. I, no, I know you did. I said, yeah. I know you just don't think it's a bad football team. And because of that, they're going to be okay. Yeah. But no, I think that's why. If you remove I, Aaron Rodgers from the equation. Oh, yeah. Ooh. But I think that's why I, I, I do feel some sort of way about a key because I I don't think they're a bad football team. I think they're a really good football team, which makes it that large of a loss. That makes it a little bit concerning for me. You know why I'm not concerned? <laughs> Let's say they even lost to the Lions, and oh then they God. lose to San Francisco wow. on the road, and then they lose to San Francisco on the road, and then they lose to the Steelers at Pittsburgh, right? You know so what? Are you getting ready to have them at 0-4? I'm saying, no, I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I'm saying. I'm saying if they did, they're still going to win this. They're still going to win the division. They're still going to win that division 0-4. Who's going to take that division from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers over the next? Yeah, they, go, well, they got 17 regular season games this if year. If they go 0-4, and I know it's hypothetical, but if they went 0-4, then they're going to lose the division because at th- that point they're going to lose the team. They might. Well, I, listen, I, they'll win, if they go 0-4, they're going to win double digits this year. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're going to win. Double, they, they're going to lose at least four games this year regardless right. if they go 0-4. They're going to drop four games. It's just what happens in the National Football League. Rodgers should be able to get in the zone versus Detroit. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And Rodgers' last two games following blowout losses, 2020 Week 6, they lost to the Bucks. Remember, the Bucks kicked their teeth in, 38-10. Next week, Week 7, the Packers beat the Texans, 35-20. Rodgers had four touchdowns, no interceptions. In Week 12, 2019, Packers lost to the Niners, 37-8. Then in Week 13, they beat the Giants, 31-13, four TDs, no interceptions. Great, Sounds- great giant medicine. Yeah, right. Sounds like they're going to get four. T- Roger's going to go for four TDs and no interceptions. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, which, are we going to do the MVP candidates? I, I think so, yeah. Which MVP candidate bounces back in week two and gets back to MVP form? Now, we have Lamar Jackson versus the Chiefs. I don't think Lamar should be on the list. The caller mentioned it. I agree with the caller. It shouldn't be on this list. Josh Allen versus the Dolphins. What do you think, Keith? Oh, we doing that. I thought we was getting ready to go to break the way you teased it. Um, I think he bounces back. I do. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, though, if the Miami Dolphins switch things up like the Pittsburgh Steelers did against Josh Allen in week one, where they don't really – they mix the coverages up, pre-snap read, post-snap read, give him something different to look at. And that's how you confuse quarterbacks. You give him, you give him one thing. He thinking it's man to man. All of a sudden, it's zone. Or you give him zone and it's man to man. You play chess games with him and make him have to think about it. And I think that they will do similar game planning like the Pittsburgh Steelers did. Can I go one that's maybe not an MVP, but we're looking for a bounce back game? Go ahead. We'll go with Carson Wentz. I know you guys don't think they have a chance against the Rams. I, I think I think this is going to be a matchup that's actually going to bold in their favor. I think Frank Rice is going to make some adjustments. I think they're going to have some help on the O-line. I think Carson Wentz actually has a lot in his favor of going to – I don't know if – Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate through like week 16 or whatever it was uh, in 2017. 17. He was. I thought he should have been MVP up to that point in the season. Yeah. 
So that so it's fair to say bounce back yeah. for an MVP candidate with Carson Wentz, I would say. Um, all right, look at that. Now it's time to break. Uh, not just about football this weekend, guys. You can tune into an NL battle tomorrow night as the Giants host the Braves. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're all working with house money as we make our week two picks next after Key has this from Dr. Pepper. I got more money than y'all now. Okay, college football fans, after an offseason that felt a little more off than usual, Fansville and Dr. Pepper invite you to celebrate because college football is, in fact, back. And so are the fans. Yes, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Again, the season of Saturdays when rivalries run deep and nacho cheese deep runs even deeper. So crack open an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, warm up your cornhole-tossing arm, and return to glory with an all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one the fans truly, truly, truly deserve. Hey, it's Greedy, and no surprise, the Washington football team improves to 1-1 one one with a win over the New York football giants, as I predicted, hashtag KOD. We'll look back at that game and ahead to the rest of the NFL weekend. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. All right, we're going um, to bet a little bit, huh, Ivan? We got a... Or, or are we asking, are we, are we actually throwing this out to the callers right now? I thought we had to bet right now, Evan. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Um, who wants to set this off here? We call it house money, KJ and Max. We make our picks for the weekend. Key should take the first one since he's Don't we have the, the stats of who's where? I figured we'd start with I'm that. I'm number one. That's all you need Key to know. Key is winning based on a big bet. I got 30 bucks in the hole. I got 26. No, in the yeah, hole yeah, would be down. Bucks, you're in, you got, you're up. No, it's my hole. I got it up. No, this is, by the what? way, Key, this is the one top part of the English language mean? where in the black is a good thing. You're in the black $30. <laughs> Otherwise, but they still don't make it in the white. It's in the red. You know, <laughs> it's still not. You, so you, I got about one 30, time, could it be about in the 30, white that's the bad thing? I got about 30 extra bucks to spend. There you yes, go. Yes, that's that, right. That sounds better. That's right. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. better. Because yeah. if I'm in the hole, that's If you're bad. in the hole, that means you're losing. Okay. I'm in the hole right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go? Who wants to set this off? Um, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to take an easy one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Kansas City at Baltimore. Yeah. And I'm going to go, what is it, minus three and a half. I'm going to take the under. You're taking the under. Yeah. Taking Kansas the under. City, Baltimore. Yeah, and I'm going to spend – and I'm going to spend 10 bucks on that. $10. Ding, ding. So you think that Kansas City is going to win by less than three and a half? Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm, he, I'm, he knows that. No, the over-under. No, 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 no over-under. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. under. Oh, Come on, man. I know okay, how to get one. See, there you okay. go, button in mind. I'm just asking. 54.4 is an over-under. I'm going under. Okay. Uh, Evan, I'll take $10 on um, the money line. Three and a half. Key, would you like to change this bet for him? What? Which one? Well, you just Jay just changed your bet, so I want to ma- oh, I want to give I you the option. I don't want to change okay. Jay's bet. You know, yeah. Jay's sticking his nose in things that don't belong to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's typically wait where and nose. wait. Who did you take, Jay? <laughs> I take Kansas City. I think they'll cover three and a half. But you don't have to take the same game. I'm I know taking. I'm not. Don't I know I'm not. I already me. had that game tagged. I'm not. And I'll take the under. How about that? Do you? I'll take that for ten. Uh, cover and I'll take the under for for five. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'll make a pick while you're deciding. Okay. okay? I am going to take the under on the points total. Tennessee at Seattle. That's fifty four. I'm going to put two bucks on that. I like the under there. I'm going to take the Houston Cleveland game for Cleveland. What is it? Minus thirteen. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to uh, put $40 on that. 40 on what? 40 that they're going to that they're gonna, that they're gonna they're gonna gonna cover? They're going to cover. Mm. Minus 13. Boy, he is spending money, boy. It's he Cleveland. It's Houston in Cleveland. Oh, I'm just saying it's Houston a big Houston beat Jacksonville. Don't get fooled by that. I'm just saying. I, I hear you. I'm just saying that's a big bet. Yeah. Uh, you got something, Jay? I'm playing with house. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I'm gonna be aggressive here. I'll go forty dollars on uh, Tampa Bay covering versus Atlanta. So home. we get three right. of them, right? We get three bets. Yeah, you guys are as many as you want, really. Yeah, I'm, and, and so you guys are making big. I bets. got one more bet, and that's it. And now I'm gonna knock this one out of the park because this one, and Mac Jones is getting ready to crush the New York Jets. I'm putting forty bucks on to cover the minus six. 40 bucks on that. I like the Rams five bucks with the points at Indianapolis. It's three and a half points. I like the Rams. And, all right, you want a bigger bet? You got a bigger bet. I'm going to take, hmm. Hold on. While you think about that, Key has $90 on the line this weekend. Let's just cover that. $90 on the line. I'll, I'll, here's my big bet. So you don't think the New England Patriots are going to cover? I mean, I'm a Jet fan. I think the Jets are going to win. So I want I'm the delusional. Mo- I want ten bucks on the money line, Detroit at Green Bay. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm, being, I'm good. That's not really actually yeah. a big bet. See, I'm being conservative. You don't think you don't think the Cleveland Browns are going to bounce back? You don't think the Cleveland Browns going to back bounce against Houston been, at home? In a hostile environment with Tyrod Taylor coming back for revenge, you don't think though? And Evan, no, I'll I think ta- maybe I'll take, it's just I'll a big 10, bet. <laughs> Evan, I'll take I'll take um, fifteen dollars for Denver to cover 
minus six. At Denver to oh at Jacksonville. You know what? You know what else looks I'm good done. to me? My money's out. I'm good. You know what I'm else good looks good to me? I'm gonna put a I buck, a saw buck, <laughs> on New England with the point. They're giving the Jets the points. So I'm all good with that. A dollar to beat the Jets. <laughs> They're minus six. I'm gonna go out on a limb say New England's gonna win by at least a touchdown. Really? You don't want to go forty on that? Like no, I'm did. not gonna. We got 17 game season. <laughs> Watch it. Easy. They're swinging. Yeah, yeah, I respect it. How you not going to the Jets? Scare money don't make money. I'm with the you. The Jets against New England and Bill Belichick and Mac Jones? Careful, Key. I have access to all of this audio for Monday. Yeah, but he's right about that. It's just that the, mm. the NFL, strange See, things I, happen. Yeah, man. You guys They're not know, losing. You guys, remember? you guys know why the spread is so hard to beat in the NFL? This is actually really interesting to me, or the spread period. There's a book called The Wisdom of Crowds by a guy named James Sirowicki. Talks about the fact that all of us is smarter than any one of us. Like, it's not just the line that the bookies set or whatever the odds makers set. It's the action that comes in on the line tells you what we're all thinking about. And it's hard to outthink the wisdom of everybody combined. Yeah. That's why it starts to move the line. And when you start betting against you know the spread, you're is? betting against the you know, wisdom hey, of wait, everyone, everyone put together. You know what my wisdom is? What's that? That team's better than that damn team, and they not going to stop them from scoring. No no Let, doubt, but then there are other considerations. Like, ah, you get up, you start running the ball. Yeah, doesn't matter. Da, 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 you know. They're, they're going to try to put the foot on the Jets. I will they coming you, off he's a lot. Belichick against the rookie quarterback. He's the guy that comes to the craps yeah. table and puts down like $1,000 on the don't pass line. You're like, I just hit the pass five <laughs> hits. What are, you, what are you doing? Key, I'm no, going to give you a history no. lesson. No. Yeah. And after my history lesson, Key, you will have one chance to take this bet back. Ooh. Give it to me. In 2009, mm-hmm. the Jets started a rookie quarterback in week two at Giants Stadium against Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. and Mark Sanchez, Rex mm-hmm. Ryan, mm-hmm. rookie quarterback, yes. rookie head coach, yes. went in there and won. Yeah. 16-9. All right. Ooh. Way to go. History lesson. Yes, Would history you, lesson. you have one chance now to take this bet. You want to reduce in your fact, bet? In fact, He's raise it to up. 50. <laughs> I think, I, does he have the hold on? Does he have the cash? He, to cover all those bets? he has he the cash. He has the cash yes. on hand. You know what's going to happen? Yes. He's going to wind up raise sitting it, on three hundred bucks at the end of this fifty. Keys going to hit big on all of I don't believe in Mac Jones like raise that. Yet. I do. I do. Okay. He's going to. You know, Key is going to start to force us if he hits these J to start getting reckless. You, you realize that? I know. Don't worry about me. But I have to if we're trying to beat you. Meantime, I'm up fifty-eight cents from week one. 58 cents. You know what you can get for 50 cents nowadays or 58 cents nowadays? I looked it up on Amazon. There was one item available for under 58 cents. But I could buy it. I could afford to buy it on my winnings alone. Greenies next. We're back Monday. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. I'm going to be rich. With the great Lewis Riddick. I'm rich. No, I won't He might have about five bucks to spend next week. J. Will is no longer with us. He is now working for... I edited myself. What are you talking about? All right. As I say, Greenies next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Have a great weekend. Poof. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.